What's up out there, crew? Welcome to a, another episode of the CloverTech podcast, uh, February the 9th, 2022. I've got a couple of guests on deck, uh, Celeste and Steve with GunEye. And if you're not familiar with that, well, you're going to be here very shortly. Uh, one of the, uh, let's just say, interesting products that was able to uh, run across there at SHOT Show this year. So we're going to bring them in. Uh, here very shortly talk about that as we're talking if you're in the audio podcast world in replay well first of all thank you for uh joining there there's a link below to the gun eye website that's gun eye just like you would think it would be spelled um and uh, gunai.com check that out follow along uh if you uh, so choose for those that are here live and on the video side we'll screen share some things for you probably as we move along as well uh real quickly a shout out big thank you as always to those that are patreon patrons youtube channel members that super chat that uh also purchase things over at clovertech.com slash shop now as far as the live side you guys are encouraged to ask questions as we move along drop them in the chat i will flag them but be patient uh, we will uh, we will get to the questions in due time. I don't want to interrupt any of our guests uh, to try to ask a question. And uh, quite often they cover those questions as they're talking about the products and uh, the companies and whatnot. We do have a poll out there, another perk of joining live as we record. Uh, and uh, that poll question out there, you're certainly welcome to throw your vote in there. Do you think GunEye could have application outside of the law enforcement world? Uh, right now, 100% of the vote there is in that yes category. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're thinking about that, drop a comment at uh, what purposes you think uh, it could be helpful to have this product. And we'll check in on that poll a little later on. You may uh, might even change your answer or your opinion, depending on what's going on. So with that out of the way, let's bring in Celeste and Steve. Here they are. Uh, Hello. How, how are you? We're well uh, here in Florida. Beautiful day. Um, we want to, uh, first of all, thank you, Chris, for uh, bringing us on. Give us the opportunity here for introducing GunEye. Uh, GunEye is new. Um, we did bring it to the 2020 SHOT Show in a big and uh, felt our way amongst the SHOT Show in 2020 and brought it back to Florida and decided to develop it from there on in. So for the last two years, we have perfected our features, um, which I can do a quick rundown for you on that end. Um, first of all, we consider GunEye to be in the category of a weapon-mounted gun camera and also in the optic device side. And what we have tied to it is what we call a secondary sighting system technology and also a night vision side. So just to get into the secondary sighting system side, it, it is really a mobile device technology, whereas the gun is linked directly to a mobile device from the bottom rail mounted unit. And what it does, it portrays 
a video and a rectangle on a mobile device or tablet. And it is portrayed through a Bluetooth scenario and a Wi-Fi direct signal. And what it does is give you a audio video recording and a live streaming scenario all the way through to night vision. And that's pretty much a small recap on that side. Um, I thought at this point, um, Steve can give you a little bit rundown from the mechanical side. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'll let him take a mechanical side edge on that. Go <laughs> ahead, Steve. We, we tried to make it fit as many things as we could make it fit. Uh, we've got a, your usual Piccadilly rail clamp. We made it adjustable over you know, several positions. So it's mostly for your guard to get it. Not a novel product, you have to be And the rest of it, you kind of have to be prepared. So, um, you know, made a copy out of 7075 aluminum. Uh, it's durable. It's just uh, you know, that kind of um, it's all you know, watertight. It's not really waterproof, but it's uh, waterproof is not submersible for a long period of time. So, in the puddle, it won't hold any, but it, uh, it's going to be pretty much covered for what you're going to be doing with it, unless you go swimming. So, right. Now, Celeste, you were talking, um, you were talking backstage a little bit about uh, the idea for this particular device. You want to go into that just a little bit? Well, what we uh, had realized again is looking at some uh, technology that uh, was in, in early stages. I'm going to call it the old corner shot gun mm -hmm. where it was cumbersome, big. It had a lever that uh, took the barrel, switched it to the left and right, and a small display screen. And in our thought process of looking around corners and over walls, we found that to be, again, cumbersome. And the thought further went with technology today, why can't we just uh, take a unit, compact it, and put it under the barrel of a gun? Right. We've got a uh, question out there about operation. Let me get over to uh, it, Calaveras, out there, which I think is a uh, it's a good one. Here it says, does the camera run all of the time, or is it recoil activated? If it's recoil activated, how long of a video does it get before and after the shot? So, um, as far as activation of the camera, how all that works, uh, Steve Celeste, I guess whoever wants to field that one, Steve. Uh, the uh, we have a couple different ways to start the unit. We can uh, have a push button on the bottom. Uh, we have some selected uh, motions we can program it to do, or we can use a, a switch holster when you pull it comes on. Uh, oh wow! It's never off completely. It's just whether it's awake or not. So wow. all we have to do, so it on all the time. It's a very low power and then it comes activated and starts recording immediately. And we can uh, 
it'll run for about an hour on just recording video. But it will also, uh, if we're running the infrareds or uh, any other electrical options, it'd be probably closer to a half hour, which right. for a weapon camera is a long time. So, uh, now any idea? Go ahead. Any idea on the standby time on it? Oh, it'd be weak. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The standby time is, is just doing, uh, just basically keeping it at a heartbeat. Gotcha. So it'd be like a, a watch. Sure. You know, it would spend a lot of time. And then as soon as you wake it up, it would start streaming immediately. Mm -hmm. And it re also records to the device immediately. And it start, makes a Bluetooth connection to the, to the mobile device and starts streaming video to it. But it doesn't need the mobile device to record video to the, the unit. Okay. That was going to be my next question. So it's got internal memory? Yes. Got 32 gig. Okay. Okay. Which you said holds about an hour or so, which would be more than enough in a, in, in most self-defense or, you know, incidents of an encounter, I, I would suppose they say yes. that, uh, those last, those are very short. <laughs> uh, so yeah. two minutes is, it'll be a long ordeal. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're not talking about, uh, the gunfight at the okay corral here for sure. Right. Um, now, I know Celeste was talking about, you mentioned the holster and the option uh, for it to start recording when you draw from the holster. Now, Celeste at SHOT Show, correct me if I'm wrong, and whichever one of you want to field this is fine, but you were talking about a, a wireless charging option with a holster or something as well, correct? Yes, on uh, the sidewall, there's a wireless charging coil that we inserted in the sidewall, and our future look or thought on this was to embed in a holster a wireless charging plate to keep it constantly in a charge mode. So that is something that we are in a research mode right now uh, and have some discussions open with a couple of different holster companies. With, um, it, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> sorry about, sorry about no that. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, another one out there from Ron. Um, and I think I'll, I think I've covered this earlier. He may come in a little late. So does, does it fit compact or full frame frame or both? So what is this? I'm going to go two questions. I'm going to expand on that question a little bit. Which, which ones, which firearms can it currently fit full size, you know, your pocket size stuff. Uh, and are there potentially options in the future uh, if you don't cover all the bases? Well, I'll uh, inject a little bit on that uh, right now. Um, for most of the mid-size guns, Glocks, SIGs, uh, with a one-groove or three-groove uh, size tone, seems to be a, a perfect fit for the gun eye. Um, what we've also seen on the short barrel side that we, we have a solution in, um, a rail adapter to give it, uh, the rail system grooves and also considering it's compact, um, yes, it'll protrude a bit, but not to the point where it's uncomfortable in any way. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, and now Stan out there says, uh, yeah, charging wouldn't be any different than uh, 
the flashlight he has under the bed. So, uh, yeah, it would be a uh, be a good fit. So as far as the the marketing push, I know you guys, um, you know, we're obviously at shot. I'm assuming you talk to a lot of different people. Um, are you looking more the law enforcement side? Are you looking more the personal self-defense side? Uh, what what market are you primarily trying to target with the gun eye? Well, um, let me start off. Our first marketing plan was of a consumer nature. Uh, gun enthusiasts, firearms instructors, trainers, um, new gun owners, introducing technology um, and uh, just an education to the firearms dealer world that there's another optic out there in the consumer world with the thought that um, gun eye would possibly supersede in its features um, a laser purchase mm -hmm. and or flashlight purchase and do a little combination of features since uh, gun eye dictated or dictates now um, more of the night vision as well. Mm -hmm. So that was our third, our first thought process. Um, we opened up pre-orders over the last few months, and surprisingly, uh, the interest on some email campaigns have brought us um, to uh, some law enforcement pre-orders. So it, it gave us an insight as to uh, working a law enforcement side for this product. And we will be starting that, I would say, in law enforcement um, introduction, I would say, in the next month. Very nice. And I'm sure that'll give you uh, that'll give you a lot of feedback as well. I'm assuming that's something you're you're probably looking forward to from that experience, right? Is to get those out in the field and see what happens. Uh, yes, we've had interest here in Florida, but we also had some interest in uh, Lafayette County in Texas. Um, sheriffs um, want to uh, touch and feel this product when it's ready to go and see about implementing it in their departments. Right. Uh, on the Osceola County side here in Florida, um, I have a, uh, a local sheriff who wants to also implement it in training uh, simulation and also reach out to his, the correctional officer side as well. Oh, okay. Very cool. We've got uh, Calaveras out there again. I see a question from him. Uh, have they considered including a visible laser built in? Sounds like they have focused on uh, the IR and camera, and you did you did go over that earlier. Uh, now, you, it sounds like you've backed away from the added features of the flashlight or the laser sight. As camera technology and all of that gets better and potentially you're able to make a smaller package. I mean, you're, you're dealing with a restricted area, right? I mean, you can't have yeah. something the size of a lunchbox hanging off the front of your handgun. That's just not going to work. But as technology gets better, um, 
was that something you think you guys would eventually revisit is maybe putting a flashlight or a laser or something like that into the design? Steve, I'll let you take that one. Well, we're actually looking at both of those options. Um, we can change the uh, IR um, power output and beef them up, change through the infrared to the white light if you want to, or we can change it to one white light and a laser diode. Uh, we have all kinds of options available with our current package and oh, okay. our current, current board configuration and all the stuff we have available to work with internally on the hardware side is just changing out the uh, the LED boards and the drivers. So we have the control capacity to do all those things. We just have to focus on them right now. We have the options available though. Right, right. The main focus, I mean, it's obviously the main focus is the camera, right? So Correct. you want that yeah. all working properly and being happy with that before you move on to the uh, to the extra stuff. It definitely makes sense. We've um, already done some work on the extra stuff already. Um, we haven't put it out yet. It's just uh, still a testing phase. Right. Uh, the gun snob out there, uh, great question uh, here. Uh, what is the image quality? So, uh you want to speak to, I mean, is it going to be, I'm assuming it's good enough that if you were in some type of a encounter, it would be pretty clear to see what was going on, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we're looking at the 1080p. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, wow. Recorded record to the device. And then we'll, we'll transmit um, probably the same quality to the device. Um, 1080p on a, on a mobile phone doesn't really show that much difference between 720 and, and some lower resolution. Right. But to record, it also records on the device and on your mobile device. So we want high resolution for both of those. Uh -huh. But we're also you know, concerned uh, with the streaming quality. Right. You know, long time and uh, reactive to switching from day vision to night vision. Those applications come in the forefront. So we have what we've tested so far on the resolution is Better than we expected. Right. Um, that was a, man, I had a follow-up, Steve, when you were talking about that. Um, no, what you were saying about the LEDs. So the way it's configured now, you said you have the ability to go with a white light or an IR illumination? Well, yeah, there's four uh, infrared right now. Those are the four that's outside the outside corners, correct? The camera lens is in the middle. There's four inputs around the outside. Right. We've already built a board that has two infrareds and two white lights. Okay. We haven't tested it yet. And we have to see how many lumens we're going to get out of that. And we know what the, the specs say, but what is it? Um, and then we could also switch out. Um, one of the infrareds would leave the other three alone and put a, a laser diode in. Uh -huh. So you only need one one hole for that. So um, those are all distinct possibilities. Right. Very nice. So you guys had sent me a, uh, a video. We're going to check out that. So for those in the audio podcast world, my apologies. But before we uh, take a look at that, um, Either one of you, Steve or Celeste, want to kind of explain what was going on in this video? Uh, Steve was closer to it today. I was in the back. 
Steve doesn't know what video you got. Oh no, it was uh, it was uh, Jeff doing a okay. uh, yes. I see. Yeah, we were doing uh, range testing with a device and streaming some video um, to the to the device user for targeting. Um, he was looking at the the actual screen uh, on the mobile device and using it to to target. Um, so it uh, it placed two shots for one right on top of the other. Um, so that and he's uh, and he's aiming from the phone there. It looks like correct. He's using the phone to aim. It has a you can't really see it very well, but it has a, a reticle on it, mm -hmm. and uh, so you could use it for targeting. Wow. So okay, that was just a single shot one we did to start with, uh, but I didn't know if that was a single shot or a double shot one. So uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, got a couple more questions into the specs here. The first one I want to ask, I remember what I was going to was going to ask. Um, as far as the, I guess the camera lens, is it sort of like a GoPro camera with that wider angle or more like a, a cell phone out of a cell phone camera? Can you talk a little bit about the, the, the lens itself and what kind of a picture it takes? Right. Most of your, your, your camera phones, your GoPros, all that type of stuff, like 120 degree, you know, 150 degree field of view. Uh -huh. We're running a 50 degree field of view because we're, we want to take a narrower picture, a longer distance. Okay. So if you take your phone and take a picture of somebody 40 feet away, you can't tell who it is. Right. But if you take that and go to a 60 degree field of view, it's like putting a double zoom on it. So okay. you can see what's going on down, down. Okay. Guy. Awesome. And, th and that answers, that answers the next question or part of the next question, uh, which was, uh, is the camera a one-time zoom? Uh, how far away can it see in the day? How far in low light? So if you were talking about trying to identify somebody, at least as far as, you know, the clothing they're wearing, that, that type of stuff, what kind of distances can be expected uh, day and night? Well, it'd be the same either way. Because our infrared illumination will illuminate it in total darkness at 30 feet. So, and their, and their person size, the same. That sure. So, daylight or total darkness, you should be able to see them. Okay. Very cool. We pick 40 feet as a reference point because most of the time you're going to be closer than that or you can run away. Right. No, exactly. I totally agree. I mean, any type of a, of a self-defense situation, I mean, they say most occurs in about 20, 21 feet, something like that or less. So having that, having that little extra buffer, I think can help because, you know, you might get a little more footage before, right. They get into that, that danger, that danger zone or, or range. Right. Chris on our, on our website, there is a video in um, a self-defense setting that will give you a little snapshot of the night vision side. Okay. It's, it's somewhere in the body yep, where that QR code is. Let's Keep going uh, up right okay. in there should be a video over off around the barrel of the gun there. There was usually a link there. I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing one. Um, 
Hmm. I think it's that one that says gun eye right there. Isn't there a... Oh, okay. There it is. There it, it popped yep, up. There it, it is. Popped it's up. Yeah. I yep. see it now. That it was uh it was hidden. So uh yeah, we'll uh we'll check this one out. Just want to point out for those that are following along, guneye.com, link in the description below, just like it sounds, G-U-N-E-Y-E.com. Uh, yeah, let's uh let's take a look at this one then. We'll get a good. Uh... So obviously there's Steve. There he is. <laughs> oh, you, you got uh, showing how it goes on. So pretty much goes on like any other flashlight or mm-hmm. accessory. And that's a good uh, representation of what the let me go back on that for those that uh, are live and uh, actually pause on that because that gives a good representation of the of the app and the reticle. Mm-hmm. that Steve was talking about earlier. So, very cool. And, of course, that's uh, that's definitely a darker situation. And notice, there it is, a lot, lot larger picture. So, that's pretty That's pretty neat, considering the, the difference between the lighting, right? On that, uh, on the guy in the hoodie, and then versus what you're seeing on the phone. Right. And a little further down the road, I'll give you some more idea of a longer hallway. But so we'll just we'll bar through the rest of this one. It's not, but there you go. A little over a minute and a half, but uh, yeah, that might be a little darker situation too. Wow, that's pretty neat. But that's just a little snippet of the night vision there. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah, that I would say that works pretty darn well considering the difference. <laughs> I don't know if the folks out there live will see that on the uh, on the screen or not the difference, but yeah, very cool. And so we get a, a look at how it charges. Yeah, on the bottom plate there is a USB C charging port. Mm-hmm. Now this in. one, this view in the video is really interesting. Because that is pitch black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's not. That's not no light. That's that's or a little light. That's zero light. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You can make out the logo on his shirt and what's you know all of that. If something was in his hands, uh, you'd be able to tell all of that. So yeah, that's pretty neat. And. That's it. Steve saying a final on the video there. <laughs> All right. So yeah, guneye.com. Go if you want to, if you're in the audio world or if you're here live and, and, or in the uh, video world and you want to check that out and pause and look at it on a bigger screen, we'll jump over there and take a look. Just remember it's uh you click kind of in the middle of gun eye there. Cause that was hard for me to <laughs> hard for me to find. Yeah, uh, we'll have to move, move that button so that people can see it easier. <laughs> it just it just blends in i think with it being white is the is yeah. the thing so um that's all that is all so as far as the website goes uh since we're over here on the website is there anything else on the website uh that you would recommend people to go take a look at and and check out right now uh our specs 
have been updated. Um, the features have been updated. So you have the latest information. You have some press releases out there. So overall, um, it's an education um, on the technology right from the beginning and the specs. Um, spend a few minutes. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, technical specifications. I don't I'm not sure that most people most people when they look for, you know, a device or something like that, they just want it to work more than anything. Mm -hmm. I think they're not really uh, concerned with a lot, especially a lot of the deep technical things. Uh, but it's uh, it's encouraging to see that you guys have uh, have all that information out there. I'm looking through this and I mean, it it, it literally is technical data. <laughs> Uh, there so uh, very interesting with um, we had a question over here we had a couple I think um, yeah very good question here from uh, G23 now he did come in late uh, and he was asking about the battery life and we did cover that um, it was you know standby is basically infinite the um, <laughs> the actual runtime of the camera uh, about an hour in various modes. You can jump back G23 and check that out later on if you need to. But uh, I think it was Steve that explained there's various modes of operation from, you know, it triggering when you come out of a holster to on off button to various different things. But G23 does ask something that we haven't mentioned. Um, as far as the MSRP on this, what you guys have any uh, idea what that's going to look like? Yes, we are at an MSRP of six hundred and ninety-nine dollars a unit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. And Steve talked about the the durability, especially with the uh, the aluminum construction, as well as the I guess you would say water resistance. Uh, you don't want to go diving; it's not going to work in a swimming pool underwater. Uh, obviously, being electronic and some other things. Um, what type of warranty and everything uh, are you guys going to offer with that as well? Well, we have uh, on our website, it's also stated a, a one-year warranty on parts. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Pretty standard in the industry. Yep. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would think with the construction and a lot of other things, I mean, good Lord, look how long people use cell phones and things like that. So, uh, yeah. Now, I'm not sure Calaveras, I'm not sure what you're asking, bro. Don't uh, rephrase the question, maybe, but they did, it says they didn't say a price. Well, we just covered that. Uh, and he's saying, or CA. So, the only thing about California and compliancy and whether or not you can have this device there you mean from an emission standpoint <laughs> or not, from a firearm purchase standpoint i'm not sure of the question yeah i'm not either i'm not what he's not sure what he's getting at i know california with obviously with firearms has some really, really weird uh rules and regulations on a lot of different things so hopefully he will uh he will elaborate a little more on that um Steve Celeste, is there anything that, uh, yeah, G23 is echoing that too. He's like, is this going to be able to be purchased in California? 
Um, do you know of any restrictions for you guys selling these in California? I don't know of any restrictions, uh, mm-hmm. even in our legal uh, reviews of, of any uh, uh, no-goes in Florida or even in California. So, Okay. Or yeah, any other I, state. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a camera. So Correct. I, I don't know other than what am I trying to say here? I don't know. I mean, other than, I mean, you could, you could take a GoPro, you could buy a bunch of adapters and have this big honking camera on the end of your handgun uh, mm-hmm. and achieve something similar. And of course, GoPros are not, <laughs> are not uh, illegal or anything like that in California. So, um, well, let me, let me give another side that is more of a federal side. I did apply to the U.S. Department of Commerce, mm-hmm. and it, it did take quite a while for a process over a year to get a uh, exporting uh, license for this uh, in case we decide to go outside. So right now, uh, we are not under any restrictions even on that side, federal side. So I can't see where it would be any crossover to the state side. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's weird that you've got to. Now, do you know if that was because it's a weapons mounted device or just because of the nature of the device on the exportation part of it? Well, then how it was classified uh, was more on the camera side. Okay. Um, uh Secondary was just a weapon mount, but first and foremost was the camera side. So that really um, dictated how the Department of Commerce classified this. Right. Wow. That's, uh... We went through that process. It's less went through that process to make sure that we weren't ITAR restricted. For restricted yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. is not covered like Starlight and some of your other technologies. So Okay, gotcha. Right. That was that was our clarification that Celeste, you know, wanted to get. So that's why she went down that avenue. Right. Yeah. We yeah. wanted to just see what world we were gonna enter and that pretty much gave us our direction that uh, we are free to export. Right. And that makes sense. I mean if you're looking at some of the night vision scopes for rifles and things like that. Uh, thermal imaging for rifles. I know that a lot of those with exportation fall under ITAR. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's a whole other set of paperwork and taxes and all kinds of other uh, mess that you have to that you have to go through. Uh, not seeing any questions out there uh, at the moment. So let me take a quick minute uh, to say again, if you're joining us live, we've got a poll out there. We'll check on that before we close out. Do you think that uh, gun I could have application outside of the law enforcement world? Uh, 73% now with yes, uh, 27% say no. There's been some comments out there about people using them for competition, people using these for, uh, you mentioned earlier, Celeste, uh, trainers and training. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, self-defense, obviously the law enforcement world with some of the connections you've been making um, and just, People like you know, maybe just wanting to have fun and, and get some video from a different angle or perspective, be that for YouTube or even their, their own personal use. Yeah, you pretty much covered it. Plus, uh, 
believe it or not, in Florida here, we do have some paintball uh, parks. Oh, yes. There seem to be a, a world of that nature, too, as well, um, that this product had an interest in, too, um, that expands um, as far as uh, paintball goes. I understand there's about 40 different parks in the state of Florida, and uh, they're busy with the family sides on weekends, and it's a, a hobby in itself for paintball. Yeah, similar well, like, to like the airsoft guys too. That's airsoft. exactly exactly what I was fixing to say. Airsoft is a, is a big thing as well. Um, and there's a lot of folks that like to film that, so it makes sense. And we also enter the some of the non-lethal uh, firearm or side um, where we had looked at some of this CO2 laser guns and they have a, uh, a good rail system to handle this unit as well um, and to be in that non-lethal category too for our unit. So that, uh, that covers a lot of the uh, a lot of the application. What did we miss Steve Celeste talking about the uh, the gut eye or the uh, you know company or in, you know things moving forward? I know one thing that before we before you answer that question, let me back up. Um, cause we talked about the battery, the battery life, we've covered all of that charging. Um, so do you know two questions about the charging and I'll ask, uh, I'll ask them one at a time. Do you know if with the wireless charging, if you can use any wireless charging apparatuses currently to charge the unit? Not that we're aware of. There probably is, but it'll probably have. When we go to the wireless charging, it'll come with a, a charging pad. Oh, okay. Either with the holster or with the unit, or so you can um, just plug that in and, and hit the wireless charge it and just pop it off anytime you want to. Okay, uh, gotcha. Uh, and they may work with, with a lot of other ones. We don't know that yet because we haven't tested it. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you deal with when you deal with charging and especially wireless charging, I ran into this uh, with a new cell phone upgrade uh, that I got. That my wireless charging stations that I had weren't the right wattage for the new cell phone. So would it it would charge it, but it would take like six hours to charge when it should only take like thirty minutes <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so. Charge way quicker than the old ones, so anything that's four or five years old is is obsolete, and so we're, we're working against those things too. So. Right. Um, second question dealing with the battery, um, you know, it being, um, you know, not being and not not going to because, like I said, not uncommon with electronic stuff for that one year warranty. That's fairly industry standard, but with it only being that one year warranty. How easily is the battery to obtain and change if you was to get a couple of years, three years down the road and you have a battery that fails? I, I know people have tough times on that with all types of charging devices from flashlights to cell phones to whatever. Well, currently at, at this time, we are still looking at the uh, one year warranty, but we will. Uh, set up an, an RMA center uh, and a customer service in the event that the battery 
has some issues, then we will go back and uh, with the manufacturer at that point, or we'll do a step forward and do a replacement battery uh, because by that time there'll be something uh, newer out. Uh, True. That, but right now the, the unit does not, it would have to be returned in order to have a, a battery change out. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a sealed, a sealed unit. Correct. Okay. Okay. And that's not uncommon again for uh, some of those electronic devices. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, uh, got an interesting one here from G23, more of a, a, a company question and, you know, a direction, but he says, uh, you know, where do you see the company in the next five years? So moving forward, what would you like to see, uh, gun eye accomplish or where would you like to see gun eye go well you know it's funny we're we're, we're just a little bit early i could say coming out of the gate but if i had to pick a channel of distribution and a personal side to that uh, i see the the best use of this product in the technology uh, probably more standing on the law enforcement side. Mm -hmm. Right. And that will have legs into a lot of different applications, uh, even to the point of um, law enforcement training too, as well. Right. Yeah, we had a, we, and I think we talked about that at, uh, at SHOT Show about how, you know, this is sort of a, a, a natural extension of body cams, right? Body cams are kind of a norm. Mm -hmm. now but with this especially if it's activated when it's drawn from the holster or you know any of the other options that that steve has mentioned up there um you know it gives that a different perspective right um because if you think about it you've got a body cam and then the the firearm at some point can get in the way of the body cam right or obstruction right um, right. Right. Well, what we uh, what we see coming our way is a lot of body cams uh, now that are being uh, imposed onto law enforcement uh, to have the transparency. But I would say in two to three years, that probably eighty percent of law enforcement agencies in the United States will be outfitted with body cams. So. Our thought is why not package it and communicate between it with the in-dash, the body cams, and of course the weapon-mounted gun camera mm -hmm. right? as a complete package. Yeah. And that, that to me, that makes a lot of sense because you have all of those different, um, different perspectives, right? And different angles. But that takes time. That's not something sure. that's going to happen overnight right. um, with, with the... Uh, craziness going on in law enforcement right now uh, and uh, exiting and uh, budgets and whatnot. So it's, it's a long process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm going to come up to you. I mean, the uh, same, same answer as Celeste with that is where you would like to see gun eye in the next, let's say five years. Are there any developments that you would like to see happen? Anything that Celeste hasn't mentioned? No, I, I can see where we're going to end up stronger on that we started off on the commercial side i think we're going to see a, a strong push on that mm -hmm. because it, it's so easy to use and it, it gives you that extra 
for people who don't shoot all the time, it gives you that extra confidence to be able to not jump out and into line of fire to, right. you, know, you know, poke it around the corner. And if nothing's there, you're fine. But if there is, you have, you know, you can either back away or engage or, but you're not, you know, it takes a special person to just jump out into somebody who's got a gun. Point right. You know, yeah, I would peek around the corner to see if they're there. So it, it uh, I, I can see a strong field both ways and it'll probably, we know it's going to morph into more than one product as we go along. It'll, one will be more focused towards law enforcement, one more focused towards the consumer market. And probably we've had some inquiries in uh, some military versions. So um, it, it, it could go, it'll, it'll probably be diversified, several, in my opinion, several different ways. Right, right. Uh, G23 following up. We covered this one early too. Says, are they working on any, uh, with any holster companies to pair their product? And yes, that, uh, you yeah, guys are funny. working um, on that. Since we come back from shot show, that was a lot of the, uh, questions that were asked as to how we were going to, uh, outfit the unit with, uh, either a duty holster or just a regular concealed type of holster. So, mm -hmm. um, we already have engaged since we returned from SHOT Show with two holster companies and we've sent them some mock-up units and they are doing some custom mold fits for us on some, uh, I'm going to say, so I gave them a list of five different, uh, duty style guns, mm -hmm. right. um, most common guns right now to outfit. And um, so that our unit will fit nice and snug, whether it's a duty holster or in waistband or out waistband. So um, to answer the question, yes. And uh, we'll be looking at leather and Kydex too as well. Um, nice. So we have a partnership scenario to offer a holster at the same time a unit is sold. Cool. Uh now, with the holster and the and the wireless charging option in the holster, this just kind of come to me. So, as far as the getting the power source to the holster to ch then charge the units, um, are we talking some type of a breakaway magnetic thing where if you've got an officer in, this, in a squad car, you basically could just slap a little wireless charging magnet or something onto the holster and it worked that way, or what's the is there a rough idea? Steve, this may be a question for you on the design of, of how that's going to play out. Yeah, we could either put like a USB-C port on the holster. So when you're sitting in your car, you just reach down and plug it in like your cell phone, even though it's on your head. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one would be like a magnetic, like you're talking about. The only problem about wireless charging through a holster, it makes it, the distance makes it difficult. The closer you are, the better it charges. Yes, So you have to have the charging coil on the inside of the holster and then power from the outside. Right. Right. I was just thinking in a situation where an officer pulls up, it's a very chaotic scene and they had to jump out of the cruiser. Yeah. Um, USB will pop out anyway. Right. Having that in such a way where they wouldn't even have to worry about disconnecting it. They could literally get out of the cruiser and it would, it would break free at that point. Uh, Correct. Just because yeah. of the tension, a tension break more or less. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, closed the poll out. So thanks for everybody that voted in that. Do you think gun, I could 
have application outside of the law enforcement world. Uh, 69%. We ended up with 69% saying yes, 30% saying no. And that doesn't add up to 100%. So I don't know what YouTube's thinking with that. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. Uh, only 99%, which is interesting. Um, Steve, Celeste, um, anything we need to talk about before we get out of here today? Well, uh, just a couple things. Um, we're, first of all, very excited to have the opportunity to bring this product to market. Um, it was always our thought process and mission statement that uh, we could save lives with this product. And um, also, uh, in regards to open orders, uh, we have open pre-orders, and pre-orders can be uh initiated on our website at the gunai.com. And what we're looking at uh, now that we're in our final range side of testing and we're moving into a production mode. So right now we're looking for our first thousand piece run is our first goal coming out of the gate. And we're looking at product availability on any pre-orders that are placed uh, in the May timeframe right now. Uh -huh. So That's our next, our next job is to uh, get into a production mode. And uh, we also have another vision to try to keep as much manufacturing here in Florida. Uh -huh. um, we are in a tech incubator um, called uh, just to give them a kudos called Groundswell here in Melbourne, Florida who have given us the resources and support uh, with this product and the engineering uh, resources too as well, uh, because this is a specialty product in the microelectronics side. Um, and we uh, have uh, a team of engineers who are all on a mission to see this product go forward. Right. And that's super tough. It's super tough. I know several companies within the you know firearm industry, firearm space uh, that have electronic based devices that they do their best for it all to be done here in the United States. And it's difficult. A lot of the electronic components and other things mm -hmm. like that, it's just it's super difficult to do because it's just all of that stuff for many years now has just all been outsourced. Correct. But no, it's it's part of our mission statement to try to keep as much as possible here mm -hmm. and support Florida as our home base. So uh, Grumpy Guys joined us and it basically he makes a good point here. He says, I can imagine a monitor in something like the Google Glasses. So yeah, an evolution to smart glasses, which is a is a thing. <laughs> that could be very neat to you know I don't know I don't know what the difference would be. I don't know what the yeah. difference would be between looking at it, the gun eye through your smart glasses and actually looking at the gun itself. But I guess because you could put it around a corner like you guys were talking about yeah. or something well, like that. But. Thank that gentleman for that question, because uh, it leads uh, not that I want to uh, give away the store right now, but uh, we do have a side to our future R&D that will include smart glasses. Right. And uh, that is to be determined and to be continued uh, right. for, for a next uh, podcast here, um, because that is something that we are uh, working on behind the scenes right now. 
Right. What, right. You, what you're saying is Steve has to go to work on that. Is what you is what you're saying. Yes. And it is <laughs> it is uh, good to say this. It is something that we had extended through our patent work as well in having a future look going forward. Um, but not to say the Google glasses are there yet, um, but it is coming. Mm -hmm. The smart glass side and we see the manufacturers are stepping up to the plate and things will change in the smart glass world probably over the next year or two. Right. Now you guys being in a, in a, in a tech space like that, uh, Calaveras out there, I think he's got a good question. Over the last couple of years, we've seen all kinds of craziness with everything that's going on. He said, were you guys affected by the shortage of semiconductors? Did that affect you guys very much? Yes, and it will continue to affect us. Um, what we have in our favor is that we are a startup and uh, we are looked um, to get some advantage to some of the electronic supply houses um, to give us some support um, because we are a startup mm -hmm. and we are using that to our fullest advantage. Right. Uh, Steve got to come to you before we, uh, before we shut this one down, you got uh, any, any final thoughts or anything that we may have missed that you wanted to cover or talk about? No, not exactly. We'd like, we've covered about everything. Um, we're just really excited. We're getting to the production stage and, and starting to, to go work you know, law enforcement guys and the, and the public sector to introduce it and show people what it'll do, how it'll work for them, uh, how it can help them. It's, uh, it's, we're getting to the fun part. Right. Right. I got you. Well, uh, Steve Celeste, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you to all the folks out there that joined live. Mm -hmm. If you went 50 some odd minutes in replay or in the audio world, bless you. You are troopers for that for sure. Uh, and if, um, if there's any uh, future questions, um, please don't hesitate to email us at uh, info at gunai.com mm -hmm. and we will get back to you. Yeah. And I've got, uh, again, for those, if you haven't heard, the link is down below gunai.com, just like it sounds, G-U-N-E-Y-E.com. Uh, that's going to do it for uh, this one here. But remember, until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. <laughs>